Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. Over the last 18 months, air cargo operations have significantly changed. Air cargo has become the most important part of global supply chains to move goods of all types as the world continues to be in the grips of the pandemic. Cargo has also become the lifeline for airlines around the world. The industry has been adapting to these extraordinary changes, even as it deals with the tremendous imbalance of demand and supply. What happens next? And what should air cargo companies do to remain competitive and be prepared for the challenges ahead, even as the world makes its slow but steady way out of the pandemic? What did work well and how can we be more agile, innovative and resilient in the future? My guest today is a person who has a 40-year experience in India's logistic industry. He has, to his credit, many firsts and created organizations that have gone on to become global companies or become part of multinational logistic companies through acquisition. I'm talking about Tushar Jani, the chairman of CSC Group that operates cargo handling terminals in five Indian airports. The cargo terminal operated by CSC India in Mumbai is one of the best cargo handling centers in the world for temperature-controlled life sciences and perishable products. Mr. Jani joins me today in this episode of Cargo Masterminds to discuss how cargo handling changed over the last 18 months for CSC India and much more from the world of cargo handling. Mr. Jani, welcome to Cargo Masterminds. Appreciate joining us in this episode. Thank you very much for inviting me. First of all, Reji, I must compliment you and state uh, group for putting this series. It is so popular and everybody looks forward for it to listen to it. Mr. Jani, tell us about how cargo handling at CSC in Mumbai improved over the last 18 months of the pandemic from what was unprecedented in the initial months of the pandemic to getting used to handling cargo much better even under very trying circumstances. The 18 months, uh, you know, the babies are born after nine months of pregnancy, but the new cargo babies have born after 18 months. And that's where the whole new cargo avatar, the new shape, the new way has come. And we have defined as a group air, we have redefined. Air stands for agility, I stands for innovation, and R stands for resilience. These three became a very buzzword 18 months before. I remember I got a call saying that the airport is going to be shut down in month of March where no operations are going to be there. And let me tell you, Reggie, I was quite worried. And I said, what's going to happen? I didn't know what's going to come. And in front of me, I had my 3,400 people's faces coming in and said, how are we going to survive? What are they going to eat? How are they going to leave? How are we going to survive this business if there are no flights? But the destiny was different. The cargo became forefront. We were told overnight to be ready to bring all those material. And you know, the air was the only supply chain which was working. So we started working overnight, bringing in the, you know, the, the PPE kit, the mask, the ventilator. And let me tell you, 
the first few days was very challenging because the people were not sure how to reach. They didn't know what this disease was. The authorities were not sure how to deal with it. So they were stopping our people and to come. But at the end, I think that the resilience shown by our industry is unbelievable. And not only that, we kept up to the mark and we kept the supply chain for essentials going all the time. Not only that, I must compliment the government agencies in India work overnight. I would have never ever imagined custom would give a clearance on a WhatsApp. They were giving clearance on WhatsApp for the material to go. And I think that that's kind of resilience the government shown, the people have shown, the airport have shown, and credit to the airline for those pilots. They were flying. They were flying in mid of pandemic, landing with, you know, the gear, they were not coming out. They were remaining on the aircraft. People were working in uh, those PPE kits to bring material to the terminal, get it delivered. It was a different uh, scene, I think so. It was a scene from um, one of those space movies, right? Uh, which you always think as a fictional and you saw it in reality. You know, Mr. Jani, thanks for adding a new connotation to air. Uh, that's agility, innovation and resilience. Uh, tell us about uh, the rapid uh, and sometimes erratic changes in lockdown regulations, operations by airlines from cargo only passenger planes, which is now called the freighters, uh, to freighters to cargo charters. How did all this impact your cargo handling operations? Well, I think it was learning. I would have never ever thought cargo would be on the seats. I never thought cargo would be up into the, the cabin uh, space, but it, it did, it worked. And we were able to do it. And you know, the people were smart enough to adopt those procedures, keeping human chain to load cargo inside the passenger aircraft. And I think that we adapted those things pretty fast, you know? And uh, I think the good part about the Indian uh, professionals and Indian uh, human resource, they're ready to take any challenge. And I'm so proud of my workers who were working on the ground. And they were coming, they were taking risks, and at the same time, they were thinking differently how to load it every time. And there was not a single flight which went under load. You are actually a, a leading air cargo handling company. And as a leader who leads um, about close to 3,000 employees across five centers in India, what, according to you, are some of the important lessons that you picked up in the last 18 months as a leader, as an individual who is running? You have a business to run and under very trying circumstances. I think the first thing is ready to think out of the box, number one. Number two, get your courage to face the situation. And number three, keep your presence of mind. You know, don't get uh, excited either for good or bad but keep your cool and uh, working towards the goal. And I think the most important to lead the team. And once the team is motivated, you can achieve anything. In the air freight industry, in the global market space, uh, supply demand mismatch is a, is a serious, serious issue. And it continues and we have no idea when there would equilibrium between supply and demand. Uh, what are your customers asking for the current market condition? What are they, what are they demanding? See, first of all, they want uh, a flexibility to bring their cargo. The airline wants a flexibility to convert their aircraft from P to C or P to F or F to F and ready to bring in flight anytime, right? So that's second thing. Third thing important is nobody wants to go that flight light. So whatever has come has to go. So we have a very small time window. 
I think the operation efficiencies have come. Number one. Number two, people are more, uh, I would say, collaborative than before. The shipper is more collaborative, airline is more collaborative, customer is more collaborative, drug authority is more collaborative. And I think that collaboration is, is working very well. And the most important is, I think we got to live with it. Till 2024, this uncertainty will leave. And I'm sure we will come out with a different, uh, you know, flying colors. And I always say, this is an opportunity time. The shipping industry is in trouble. The container supply chain has gone haywire. This is a time for Indian air cargo industry to make foundation strong and build for the future to make air cargo more sustainable. Do you expect to move a bit of a sea freight into, into air freight uh, in the coming months? Uh, the, the supply chain I would love to. I would love to, but unfortunately, we are still have a capacity constraint. Because understand, 68 to 70% cargo goes into the belly of the passenger. And the passenger aircraft uh, flights are not even 30%, I believe so, right? So we still have that gap. And once that gap is overcome, you will see a lot of movement of cargo happening. So meantime, the freighter has to come. Freighters are in big demand. Far is offering a great return on the freighter compared to the Indian subcontinent. So we have those challenges. We are currently operating still 15% lower capacity than pre-COVID time. Mr. Jani, give us a sense of the volume of COVID vaccine movement through your terminal in Mumbai because Mumbai became uh, the only export uh, terminal for uh, COVID vaccines uh, which started early this year in, in, in January. Uh, uh, I remember in one of the conferences, uh, the concern that you raised was that India is all prepared for uh, handling COVID vaccines as far as export is concerned, but the concern is more on the domestic side. Uh, give us a sense of the volume of COVID vaccine you handled at the at the Mumbai terminal. See, unfortunately, it started with bang. We had every day his excellencies were coming in and, uh, you know, taking consignment for the country. But ultimately, you know, we needed vaccines more in India. So the exports are not happening much you know, uh, of the vaccine right now. And uh, we have done almost uh, about 120 million doses, which was gone in the early stage. But domestic, I must say, in spite of my fear, we have handled it much, much better. Let me tell you, Reggie, India was better prepared in vaccine distribution domestic, even than most of the world's advanced country. You are a serious player in the life science or temperature control pharmaceutical uh, products uh, getting handled and getting exported uh, from your center in Bombay. A lot of, in the last 18 months, a lot of the importance went to COVID-related cargo. But then you have, uh, you have your regular set of your customers from the Indian pharmaceutical industry. How did you deal with that? How did you allocate resources and space uh, for your regular customers who are uh, moving tons of uh, temperature-controlled uh, cargo through your terminal? Reggie, if you recollect... Uh... Our new terminal just came in February, a month before the COVID. So A, the space was enough. B, I think so we have learned quite a bit now. And you will be surprised if I give you certain statistics, India is the largest exporter of anti-depression drug in the world. We are the largest, uh, the blood thinner drugs in the world. We are largest uh, diabetic drug exporter in the world. So these are a few things which we kept on continuing in the world 
the other disease also to be looked after. And I think so, I must give credit to Indian pharma company. They doubled the production, credit to the, our government. They gave approved capacity overnight, double. If they were making say uh, 1 million dose, they gave it 5 million dose overnight. So, and the capacity came in and today far Indian pharma industry is catering to the world in a big manner. As I said, uh, your center in Bombay is a globally recognizable cargo handling company for temperature-controlled pharmaceutical products. I myself have seen, we have seen uh, pictures and videos of the amount of cargo that go through or get processed through your terminal. How do you plan to stay competitive uh, and ahead of others in market that has so much potential for temperature-controlled cargo handling? See, Reji, I think the idea is to go beyond just handling cargo. So today with our digital intervention, right, we are able to tell our customer what is the temperature of that location where cargo is stored. We are able to give them seamless on their screen what is happening to that cargo in various processes. And I think so, you know, our Turant app, which we came out with, which is right on your mobile, shipper, forwarder, airline, just tap a waybill number and they can see what happened to the cargo. And I think that's become very, very popular. We're kind of adding 10% user every month on that. So I think so that helped. And plus what we did, we mapped the whole terminal into the temperature zone and that's completely automatic. So we are able to map the zone on a 24 hour basis on a screen base and automatic intervention happens. Call it a luck or a blessing in disguise. You said that your facility was opened uh, just a few weeks before uh, the entire world went into a lockdown. Uh, and you have uh, two new export cold zone, both for agro and, uh, and pharmaceutical products. Uh, how effectively do you manage to use these two facilities for two of our top export commodities, pharma, life science, and fruits and vegetables over the last 18 months? And how do you intend to optimize your facilities in the future? See, Reggie, you, when you build infrastructure, you build for future. We just don't build for tomorrow. So we have this concession till 2036 and the capacity which we have built till 2036. So I think so even three times than what we are handling now, we will be able to handle. So, uh, you know, this terminal has been designed for a greater throughput and a greater storage design with the ULDs. So it will serve the purpose for a long period of time for our industry in time to come. And as I said, our value-added product will keep us going compared to the others. We are CIV certified, we are GDP certified, and we continue. We are the only terminal in the world who employ pharmacists. So our pharmacists train our worker that this drug is for you know depression, this drug is for heart attack or uh, diabetes. So our workers are trained to understand the drugs also. You know, you did make a mention of your of your Turant, which is an app which is meant for to offer the visibility from origin to destination of any cargo that is moving through your terminal or through your center. I know you are a strong advocate of uh, digital transformation and it has become uh, critical for any organization to build a robust digital infrastructure to address the de demands of visibility. What are some of your thoughts on building the digital infrastructure that become a complementary part of your physical infrastructure? See, Reggie, the amount of data what we have, you know, under the pharma industry, our vision now by 2030, we should be in the business of predictive science and cargo handling should be an incidental. And I'm happy to state 
with the airport, uh, our principal, Adani Airport, is now getting into a sort of a super app and another data, uh, you know, kind of uh, initiative they are taking. With the partnership with our airport principal, I'm sure we will be able to create whole new digital experience for our customers, exporter, importer, airline, and forwarder. And I think that, you know, Adani has taken a big leap uh, in what they call super app or whatever. But I think so. I'm looking forward for that partnership with the airport and get into predictive science business where we will be able to predict what kind of pharma will go this year out of India? You have uh, cargo handling operation five Indian airports, uh, all of them private airports. What are your plans to scale your operations? Do you intend to put additional investment into facilities in any of your existing airport facilities? And with Adani coming on board, uh, you have two of your airports under Adani airports. Uh, what are what are some of the uh, biggest changes that probably you would expect in the in in the short to long term? I think so. We are going to uh, remain uh, expanding. We will go into more places. We are awaiting for more opportunities to come. Uh, Jawar Airport is one which is likely to come uh, in Noida. You know, Navi Mumbai Airport, Adani is going to put. Of course, we are going to, uh, you know, looking for participating in. And uh, Airport Authority's uh, privatization program may happen with Chennai and Calcutta. Uh, where we will participate and some point of time uh, other locations also will participate but uh, the good part is uh, that you know unlike other uh, airport uh, infrastructure uh, you know companies airport companies one good advantage uh, partnership with adani would be that they understand cargo very well so you know uh, I'm, I understand Adani would put focus into the car in wherever they go. And I hope Adani would give us opportunity to work with them. Mr. Jani, uh, you're a global player. Uh, any any plans for expanding into any other places outside India for uh, taking the Indian experience? Well, we would be because ultimately it's the corridor which we have to build. And we will build corridor for sure. We are looking into it very seriously. And uh, hopefully... Uh, we should be able to do in your future. Can you tell us the volume of cargo overall you handled at CSC Mumbai in 2020 and how does uh, 2021 look like so far? No, 2021 was, uh, you know, a little unique year. So I would not like to say much about it. But 21, 22, uh, we should be handling close to roughly about 570,000 tons. Your involvement in the overall uh, air cargo policies, logistic policies of the country, you've been uh, invited to be part of uh, Ministry of Civil Aviation's Committee on Cargo, uh, working with the new Minister for Civil Aviation. Uh, what are some of your recommendations to the Civil Aviation Ministry and to the current government uh, in order to give a little more importance to the cargo side of uh, aviation business within India? Well, first, I must compliment our Honorable Minister. He's young and um, highly educated. Also is a man of number. He has worked in private sector. So he understands what the private sector's challenges are. So that's a good news. I must say that. Number one, number two, he's very sharp. He's a numbers man. He understands numbers very well. He has understood cargo. I think that he keeps on saying that uh, to create uh, the ecosystem uh, at the aviation, at the airport around, and cargo will be much integral part of that ecosystem. So our submission to him was, uh, which is likely to be because it's an ongoing process, 
Number one, the growth. The India must show the growth, right? The policy says uh, 10 million tons uh, by 2027, but let's look at realistic date and come to a 10 million, how do we grow? Number two, India must be a big trans, uh, transit hub. It must do a transit uh, cargo in and around of Indian subcountry then. Third, uh, we must make uh, things easy. On the ease of doing business, we must be able to take our India position high and some of this uh, processes has to change. Number three, the infrastructure has to be conducive to the growth, so free trade zone, cargo village, all should be the norms of the new airport when uh, the government gives permission. The fifth is uh, the importance of the cargo into the overall scheme. Now, Mr. Jani, I can't let you go because uh, you created India's only cargo carrier, Blue Dot Aviation, uh, several years back. Uh, I think it's going to be 25 years. Yesterday, we, I saw the Blue Dot Aviation aircraft with 25 years uh, written on it. Uh, when you look at India and you, you've you been an advocate of India to become a cargo hub or, or a transportation hub for a global cargo movement, uh, and India has a geographical advantage, uh, do you expect to see or do you want uh, more cargo airlines uh, that is of Indian origin? Well, I'm sure India has a potential to have many airlines. But I think, so please understand, Blue Dot is not a cargo airline. It is an integral part of Blue Dot Express. So the Blue Dot Express is a trucks as an aeroplane. So let's not mistake that, number one. Number two, Indian international cargo will definitely need capacity. And I believe if some airline, some airport, some operator can put that capacity and put a uh, uh, global network, it will make money. It will make money. Domestic would be challenging because domestic you have so much capacity with the passenger airline. And it's a very costly affair. But international, if somebody puts their mind together and take that risk and put an effective network global, because you know India deals with 25, 30 countries. You don't need to go to 200 countries. If you build that network, an Indian airline with seven to eight or 10 aircraft, wide body, I'm sure that operator will make money. Mr. Jani, thank you so much for talking to us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much and wish you good luck and be safe. And I wish uh, through your medium, all my colleagues be safe and happy. This is a happy time for the air cargo. Work hard, do innovation, show agility and show resilience. You will be there. That was Tushar Jani, Chairman of Cargo Service Center, India. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring cargo masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.